Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with myself, Tam, and our homie, Front Row Kenny. Kenny, Tam, how are you guys doing? How are you, Renee? I miss you! <laughs> I miss the both of you so bad. <laughs> Let's have a, a cyberspace group hug. Real quick. Oh, <laughs> Kenny, I miss you as well, but I feel like I talk to you more, which is ironic because Renee's closer to me, but I talk to you more. A lot of it, not that you're not working either, but Renee, life is just crazy. In fact, we're interrupting his fiesta that's about to go down. In fact, what do you guys have in terms of alcohol? Oh, man. What y'all what, about to drink? don't we have? I made some green tea shots that I uh, that I learned how to make from a, a, a lady friend of mine out in Vegas, and it is absolutely fantastic. If you guys want to get, uh, if you guys want to give it a shot, it's called a green tea shot. It's peach schnapps, um, any kind of sour. We're using margarita mix actually, but uh, and then uh, you put uh, Jameson in it, and you mix that stuff together, and it is absolutely really delicious. You can't. I, I mean, try you that. Yeah, Kenny, Tam, you won't, you can't even taste the alcohol in it. It's so oh. good. And it's, but that's what makes it so scary too. Cause next thing you know, you're about like seven shots in and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. What happened? That sounds like some St. <laughs> Patrick's Day re- <laughs> recipe. <laughs> well, the girl who showed me how to do it is Irish. So there you go. <laughs> oh, boom. There you go. That's, that was it. <laughs> yeah. But we got, we, we got pretty much everything, but I made green tea shots and then, um, my buddy, um, he's making some uh, micheladas, so uh, which is uh, just nothing but clamato, uh, beer, and um, a little tomato juice and stuff, and uh, tahine on the top. <sighs> but um, we're making a feast as well, so it's just me and my roommate and uh, another coworker of ours that works at the hospital. Yeah, see, you're lucky. You're not necessarily practicing social distancing. Well, I guess you are because you're going to see a coworker anyway when you go to work. And then you have your yeah, roommate. So, so yeah, and it's so weird, Tam and Kenny. You know, this is uh, this is uncharted territory for me specifically. It's um, it, it has to be done, and I know it that it's things that we we all need to do. We all need to try to do our best. But um, I, I hate it. I hate social distancing. You, Tam, you know me. I like hugging. I, you know, I like shaking hands and kissing babies like a politician, but. <laughs> Let's just keep it I 100. Mean, this, Renee. This is the worst. I'm going to cut Renee off and tell y'all the real story. Renee is missing his party time. And he, like, because Coachella was going to be, Coachella, I always say Coachella, but Coachella was going to be last weekend. And then. You know, shoot, it's really time for us to start hitting up Vegas because all the DJs start to make their rounds to Vegas around late April, May, leading us into Memorial Day. And when is the Electric Daisy Festival? Tim, you you are absolutely right. Yeah, so. And everybody here on our our podcast, especially our listeners, they should already know how much I love Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, right about now, I'm not like a super Vegas person. Because actually, the last time I was in Vegas was, oh, I went to the NASCAR race. That was, what, two Mm -hmm. months ago. At this point, it seems like it was last year. But while I was there, I did stop 
and party one night. I went to go see Diplo. You know, I love me some Diplo. He's just entertaining. So I love Diplo. Okay, so we're just going on and on. I wanted to talk about our weekends or our last two weeks, but I feel like we need to just jump in right now and address the elephant and the N-word that's in the room. And you guys know what we're talking about. We're talking about the situation with Kyle Larson. For our listeners who know, I am African-American. Renee is Mexican-American. And Kenny is also African-American. And this is a really touchy situation as well as a conversation for us because we live NASCAR every single day. Like, let's just be honest. This is what we do. We talk about NASCAR. One of us works for the governing body and all that good stuff. We deal with NASCAR every day and we rarely miss a piece of news. When this first happened, somebody brought it to Kenny's attention. He brought it to my attention. Of course, I shared it with Renee and it's just been chaos ever since. To the point where I actually decided to take a social media break. Now, we all know it's almost impossible to take a social media break from the Twitter or the Instagram or the Facebook, but I had to because some of the comments, very disappointing, first and foremost. I'm disappointed in Kyle Larson, and I'm equally, if not more, disappointed in the response from fans, from just everybody, to be honest, not every single person, but a lot of people. And I would like to hear your thoughts, Kenny, as well as your thoughts, Renee. But let me just share my thoughts really quick, if that's okay. Okay. And I promise I won't be long winded because if you know me, you know, (laughs) I get down when it comes to talking. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep it straight to the point. I personally am disappointed and angry with Kyle Larson. I do think that people make mistakes and I would hope that you are forgiven for your mistakes. I do not like that we live in a culture that cancels you for a mistake, but at the same token, the use of the N-word and to clarify it, because this is the one thing that I've has driven me absolutely crazy. There are two N-words. There's the N-word that ends with the A that, yes, Black people do use it amongst themselves. And then there's the N-word that ends with the E-R. And that word should not be used by anybody, period, end of discussion. And I'm tired of people that are outside of the race saying that, well, Black people use it. Well, first of all, we never use the word ending in E-R. It's not even in my vocabulary. And I've been on this earth a few decades. And I'm from California. I've never been called the N-word that ends with an A or the N-word that ends with an E-R, at least not to my knowledge. I was not raised knowing a lot about what happens in the South and all that stuff. I'm from California. I'm not going to make any excuses. It's just not something that I was raised with. And especially being raised in California, you typically, depending, you're probably raised with a bunch of Hispanics and a bunch of white folks and a bunch of Asian folks and a bunch of everything else. So it's a little bit of a different melting pot here in Los Angeles, especially. 
But I don't know much about what happens in the South. But I do know that the word that ends with the R, the N word that ends with an R is not to ever be used. It is one of the most disrespectful, despicable words in the vocabulary, considering the history and shedding a little light on the A word. It is a word that black people use amongst themselves. I can't say whether it's right or wrong, but the word ending in A is much different ending with the ER. More importantly, if we use it amongst ourselves, and I'm again, I'm talking about the word ending with the A, because here's the real talk. I've never, ever, 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 ever heard anybody black use the word ending with ER, unless it's in reference to a situation similar to what just went down with Kyle Larson. That's just real talk. I've never heard any person of color say the word, the N-word that is an E-R. But moving right along and just kind of finishing my thoughts. When I heard it, I was a little shocked. I had to re-listen. And the first thing I thought is that he's used that word before. Because first of all, people are like, he's young and give him a break. You're young, so you should know better. That's a word that shouldn't even be in your vocabulary. I'm not excusing it because we all know the likelihood of someone that's 70 years old that is not African-American, they probably know more about that word. He should know anything about that word. It should not even be in his vocabulary. And it just rolled off his tongue to like, it's just not a word that I could ever it's not in my vocabulary. Hell, I'm black. I don't understand how it's in his vocabulary. So with that being said, we know to date he's lost sponsors. He's lost McDonald's, Credit One, Chevy dropped him. And then of course, now he was on suspension from NASCAR as well as uh, his racing team, Chip Ganassi. But now Chip Ganassi Racing has actually dropped him as well. The apologists out there feel as if it's too harsh. I'm going to look at this from a personal view as well as a business view. From a business standpoint, if I'm a Chevy and I service an audience that is offended by this, it's business. You got to go. And McDonald's is also a business that is multicultural. And Credit One, I mean, hell, if I'm if, from a business standpoint, you got to go. From a personal standpoint and just my own thoughts on it, is that people do make mistakes. But I cannot justify this mistake only because it's a word that should not be in your vocabulary. And the fact that you used it and was comfortable in the way it rolled off his tongue tells me that he's used it before. And maybe he's uneducated about the word, but I just don't see how anybody that's in their 20s would not know much about the word. So those are my thoughts. I do have some other things that I want to talk about in terms of NASCAR and diversity, but I need to take a breath and collect my thoughts because I can give it to you guys raw and tell you how I really feel, or I can be a little PC, or I can just kind of sit back and watch it all unfold because what you do in the dark (laughs) does come to light. So on that note, Renee, I would like to hear your opinion as someone who lives in Los Angeles, who is from Texas, and of course, you're Hispanic. 
Well, this and this is also coming from a father who um, has a son who is comes from two different backgrounds. Uh, me being, you know, a Mexican American and my ex wife being African American herself. And one thing I've always told my son is, I don't mind who you identify with more than the other, as long as you just don't forget about your other culture. So it it didn't bother me one way or the other whether he thought he was more Hispanic. I thought he was more African-American. I just didn't want him to ever forget that he was both. Now, with that being said, I, I nor, nor me or my ex-wife, I can guarantee you this, has ever, regardless of the fact of, of what his background is, has ever raised him to have that word in his vocabulary ever. Um, and, and here's an opportunity for this young man to have easily made it available to use in his vocabulary um just because living down in texas that word is is thrown uh, obviously around you know by all kinds of people and and people that should not ever be using it either as well however like i said going back to that nor me or my ex-wife has ever taught or encouraged or um ever wanted to hear that word come out of my my own son's mouth ever and nor has he so um I think it all goes back to of how you raise your children and uh, obviously especially when you're outside of uh, a person of color. I I think that that resonates exactly like how you were raised. So obviously and I agree with you Tam that the, as comfortable as he was in the setting that it was uh well it doesn't even really have to be the setting it's just the way the comfortability that he had the way he said it. it's obviously you're right he has used it many a times before and not just once or twice. I think that goes back to uh, um, how how maybe Kyle Larson was raised as well. So and and maybe I'm not blaming his parents. I'm just maybe saying like maybe the people he grew up with maybe used it. Uh, I don't know if his family used it. Somebody somebody was using it to help him feel comfortable using it as well. So regardless of who that is, it obviously was a mistake. I am also a believer that people do make mistakes. They deserve a second chance. And and I I I do believe he deserves a second chance. But not in this manner, not right now. And and I think, you know, him being fired and obviously Ganassi having to fire him, I don't think he was left with no choice at that point because everybody just kind of started walking away from him. So when that happens, I, you know, obviously they were put in a position where they had to let him go. And I, I certainly am not surprised by that at all. And I think it was well... um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it, it, it was, I guess, you know, them letting him go was the right thing to do, I guess is, is the way that I'm guess I'm trying to say it. It was the right call. I think they had, I think they had no choice, but they, they, they did the right thing by, by doing that. But hopefully maybe one of these days he can make it right and he can come back and, and hopefully, you know, NASCAR and people outside of NASCAR and people of color will give him a second chance. And that's probably about the best he can do. Uh, Kenny, I don't know. Uh, what say you? All right. So for me. I'm just like probably everybody else in this situation. Like I got the information just like I sent it to Tam. Friend of the show, Kobe, sent me the clip on Sunday. And mind you, it was Easter Sunday. So I wasn't even on social media for the entire day. I stayed away from it. All I was focused on was having a good meal, chilling out, hanging out at the crib. When I get this video and I listen to it for myself, I'm like, it ain't no way. That, that That's literally all I could say in Probably some more expletives I'm not going to say <laughs> now, but I couldn't believe it. And a lot of other people couldn't believe the same exact thing. It's it's shocking because of just like what you guys said, being able to say that comfortably is the issue. That's just one of the biggest things to me. It shouldn't be said anyway as it is, but that was just so surprising for it to happen. And it sucks that it has to happen like this. 
Like, there's no doubt that Kyle Larson is a major talent. There's no doubt about it. Great driver. And just like what Tam said with this situation, is a business. And it's going to affect the business in a big way. You just got to let things go. And that's what they did, ultimately. And people are trying to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's a it's a big deal. It's hit everything. It's hit every major news outlet you can think of. So it's a big deal in this day and age. Like, it's a huge deal. So you got to take it seriously. And look, I'm fine for people being able to recover for themselves. He's young as, relatively young as me, right? You can have something happen and you should be able to bounce back from it. I get that 100%. But what I think a lot of people who responded and reacted to it initially saying that it was an overreaction, look, nobody's saying he can't recover in his own way, but when you make a mistake or you make an action, guess what? There's going to be repercussions from whatever you do, no matter what it is. It's just cause and effect. It's just really that simple. So, good point. You know, good it's point. sad. Like it's sad to see. Like it's sad to hear this, and you know, it's sad that this has to happen, especially with all of the positive momentum that was going. NASCAR was the most watched thing all throughout this whole thing so far with the eye racing stuff. The most watched thing, literally. So it's just like, damn, that just kills all the momentum. But just to him, I would just say, look, you gotta do better. There's really no if ands or buts about it. You got to. He's got to learn from his mistake. He's got to face the repercussions. It's going to take time. If it does, you know, rejuvenate or if it does come to anything else, you just got to learn from that. That's just all that's going to happen. There's like no if, ands, or buts about it. That's just the bottom line of what it is. And I wish people would get behind that message. It's not to tear him down. That's not what it's about. It's not about to tear him down. That's not what people are trying to do. You got to be repercussed for what you do. It's just really simple as that. We know right from wrong. And there's people that are grown adults that are going back and forth on it. They know what's right and wrong. Younger people, we do too. So look, you just got to face that. And it sucks that it happened like this, unfortunately. Kenny, Renee, I 100% agree with everything you guys just said. I'm just baffled. And I listened patiently. And I didn't wait to talk. I really listened to what both of you guys said. And as both of you guys were speaking... Especially you, Kenny, one of the things that just popped up into my mind is that I'm just angry at the damn fans. I'm angry at how the fans are reacting. And more importantly, I'm going to tell you why I'm angry. I'm angry that there are black people who like NASCAR. And I spend a considerable amount of my time on NASCAR, whether it's going to races or when I was writing for a couple of outlets or even working on this podcast. And we don't talk about race because we love the sport. It's not a a black or white thing for us. It's just that we love NASCAR. But I'm so disappointed. And I don't know why, because people are what they are. But it's disappointing that I see all these tweets and all these comments. First of all, I almost cussed. I, I would see. That's why I, I didn't want to go there because you guys, you know me personally. You know I let it on. <laughs> don't don't talk for me. You don't know me. You are not black. So shut the uh up. And not to say that you can't have an opinion, but some of these people, like you, trying to say, oh, because they use the n word. I saw a tweet that actually said that people have won Oscars, Grammys. And all kind of awards, they had it all listed using the N-word. 
what the hell is you talking about? And I said, is you, because you know, that's when you upset when you go there. You like, what the hell is you talking about? Like, <laughs> it is just baffling to me. So I'm very disappointed in the fans. And yeah, I'm I'm super, and not all, don't get me wrong, because that sounds a little crazy, but I'm just disappointed in some of the comments that I've read. It's kind of like that argument, well, you can't tell me to tote the Confederate flag. I'm not even going to open that can of worms because that's a whole nother conversation in itself. But at the same token, like you can't tell us nothing about the N-word. Like you don't have the privilege. This is 2020. This is not, what was that, 1700s, 1800s? This is 2020. So you... Probably both. Yeah. (laughs) Like don't... And the thing is, and and this is my argument, I'm going to close out with this. They're two different N-words. You don't have the right to use either one in the discussion. And you definitely should never, ever, ever, ever use either one. But there's no debate about the one that Kyle Larson used. So while I do feel terrible that he made a mistake as a young person, a mistake that has these type of consequences, the reality is, is that you did it. These are the consequences, you know? And then more importantly, it makes me second guess everything he is. I read something that was like, oh, he's just started to embrace his Japanese side. I don't know how, because his mama Japanese. See, that's the thing. I, I can't speak on being biracial. But Renee touched on a point when he said he raised his son to know that he's both. But I understand sometimes when you're biracial and you look one way or another, you may tend to gravitate to one side than the other. That's just a fact. Yeah. And that's a whole nother conversation when it's, especially when you black and you biracial and you have lighter skin and all that. That's a whole nother conversation. But Renee, were you going to say something? You know, and I'll tell you, my son obviously, you know, hangs around more African-American friends. His friends obviously are more African-American than anything else. But, um, he knows where me and his mother stand on on that word to begin with. So even though he hangs around with mostly African American people, he knows way knows more than better than to use that word ever. And I don't care if he's around us or not. He knows better than not than to ever use that word. So we we made it very clear. But yeah, you know, it's just uh, one of those things that uh, you know I I wish that all parents would tell their children. Uh, but uh, regardless of what their race is, it'd be nice to get rid of that word altogether. But, but that's it, um, Renee. Sorry to cut you off, but I feel like your son is in his 20s. But at this point in life, you shouldn't have to teach your kid anything because it shouldn't even be a topic. Right. You're right. Absolutely. That's what I understand. Like, it shouldn't be a topic. But I guess until African-Americans stop using the N-word that ends with an A, there'll always be this gray area. But I also think that you have a responsibility (laughs) to just understand you shouldn't be using either word if you're not black. You shouldn't use it regardless, right. but yeah. I don't want to beat a dead horse in the head. I think that's the way you say that. Yeah. Those are our thoughts. Again, it's a touchy conversation and not that we can't be ourselves, but again, you don't want to say things that offend people. And not that you are walking a tight rope and being PC as in politically correct, but I'm very mindful of things that I may say. And Kyle Larson should have been mindful. First of all, he should just not have used the word. I, I don't even know how to stress that enough. So on that note, you know what? Let's take it up a notch. Let's talk about one of NASCAR's favorite drivers. 
Dale Jr. I know what a hell of a transition. <laughs> Dale Jr. is been working on North uh, Wilkesboro track, right, Kenny? I know you know more about this. Yeah, so this actually goes back a little. It's even though it seems like it's been months upon months now that we're in April, but yeah, like back in November, I remember he tweeted about trying to go to the track in North Wilkesboro and get all the weeds up and get everything up. So if anybody plays iRacing, you know that all the tracks are laser scanned. So what that means is any bump that's there in real life, you're going to feel the same exact thing through your force feedback wheel or whatever it may be, right? You feel everything. So what they did was they went up to North Wilkesboro maybe in January, uh, late January, early February, got all the weeds up from the track so they could scan the track. And what they're going to do is, and Dale Jr. actually posted a, a tweet today, the picture he tweeted today was what it's supposed to look like currently. What iRacing is going to do is they're going to have a current look to how it is and to the best that they can get it, clean it up, of course. Then they're going to have a version that's supposed to be, you know, replicating like the 80s and the 90s. Basically, that's that time period where NASCAR used to race there. I think 96 is the last time, but they're going to have it like that. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. It's a track I never got to see in person. I've watched plenty of the old races on YouTube. So I think it's a real cool thing that they're bringing it into the simulation so that people can actually enjoy it and it can actually be preserved because I don't I don't think it's ever going to come back as a real racetrack again. But it's a cool deal. I'm all the way here for it. I think I'm going to make sure I buy it myself, matter of fact. Yeah, no, it'll never come back because, in fact, I feel like after the Rona is done, shoot, we may be closing some tracks. Shoot, it's dilapidated yeah. by, like, terrible standards. Like, I know people say Rockingham is a track they went back. Rockingham has more of a chance than North Wilkesboro probably ever will, but it's cool to have it preserved. And it, the thing is, both tracks are, Rockingham isn't a game, actually. So North Wilkesboro, it'll be cool to have it. It'll be a fun thing. I think people will enjoy it. Speaking of tracks, I do want to jump into something I saw about Miami. But before that, before that, just staying on the Dell Jr. topic, shout out to Jr. for coming in third in the IndyCar iRacing. I have not been keeping oh, yeah. up with yeah. iRacing, but I do know that he made his debut behind the wheel of an IndyCar, of course, in iRacing. Did Jimmy Johnson run in that race or no? I don't think he ran on Saturday. I don't think so. Okay, because I know it was some He talk ran the about previous it. week. Yeah, so shout out to Dells keeping himself busy behind the wheel. And oh my God, if you guys haven't checked it out, there's a video when he, I think he was recording his podcast or one of his shows and Isla, his daughter, she just kept interrupting when he was behind the wheel. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. Improper uh, podcast etiquette. Huh? Yeah. And he kept picking her up and she was wanting to get down. He was like, you want to get down? And you can tell that he was getting a little frustrated. But of course, you know, a daddy's little girl, he was like, oh my God, but. Yeah, I thought that was cute. I was going to say, it probably sounded so cute, though. Yeah, because he kept trying to record, and then she was like, ah, and then he was like, okay. Yeah, so going back to the track thing, Miami, I'm not quite sure. Well, I know that's a political move. We don't talk politics on this podcast, but Miami is like, yeah, their first big sporting event back after the Rona could be the NASCAR race. And I'm just thinking to myself, really? Like, at this point, I feel like nobody should be talking about anything in regards to anything other than nothing. Because we need to just stay in the house until this all blows over. That's just my own opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't feel like you can make plans. I feel like we need to ride it out. And in California, because is, is things are starting to break up in terms of each state, the governor is going to do their own thing. In California, I don't think we're going to be coming outside no time soon based on what I heard today, because everything is in effect in terms of staying in the house until May 15th. And our governor actually said that he had put like six steps in the place that until these six little steps are met, we shouldn't expect to go outside anytime soon. Things are not going to reopen. He wants the restaurants to have social distancing. So basically take out some tables. Like he has a whole plan. I'm not going to read it all. I just saw it on TV. So yeah, that should be interesting. I know I don't plan on going to any NASCAR races the rest of the year. If there are any, I'm not going out the house. Yeah, I I was going to say, I think that goes for most of any kind of sport because I think most people are going to be a little too hesitant to try to get into huge people gatherings to begin with. I know I am. I'm going to be a little hesitant, whether it's a sporting event or a a concert or anything. I'm probably not going to go uh, to anything like really huge where there's a lot of people anytime soon. That's for sure. No matter when when this whole issue of lockdown ends. I don't know. Are you guys thinking maybe you might go to a, a race or a sporting event of anything or maybe even a concert? I've been out the house I I twice in a month. No, I don't even think it's been twice, to be honest. I've been, because I have it on my calendar when I'm scheduled to go outside to the market. I haven't been outside since, I haven't been outside now in 10 days. I don't plan on going outside until May. What is you talking about to a big event? That's not happening. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. No. Yeah, Ted can't yeah, even go to the grocery store. I don't know. I like going to small venue concerts too. So, you know, like everything's like hella enclosed. So, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, even a sporting event. I mean, you no, know, I'm a sports junkie as it is, but I think the mo- the most logical thing, if and I say a strong if for any sport, at least for that, it's gonna be if they want to start up, it's gonna have to be no fans at all. Like that's the likelihood. If if that's the case, that's just what I'm thinking. Which is the way that they were trying to do it when it ended, right? Right. That's a, what a lot yeah. of a lot of things are trying to do. I mean, you know, obviously we all, we were supposed to race in Atlanta. That all, that was the plan initially, but I guess once you think about it, when you got almost 800 people in the garage that have to be there to make what goes on happen, that can't really work cuz you know, that's a yeah. pretty damn large gathering. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 just complicated, but it, just like Tam just said, just going to ride it out. I don't think you can schedule it at this point. It's just you got to ride it out and see how things pan out itself because there's nothing else you can do, really. Hey, I got a question for you, Kenny. You probably can't answer it, but it just popped up in my mind. When does NBC take over the NASCAR coverage? Because right now we're still in the Fox, their time slot for NASCAR coverage. They usually come around... Fourth of July weekend. That's the that's the normal. I think the first race is supposed to be well was <laughs> supposed to be the Brickyard. I think that was the initial comeback, but that's not the case at this point. I wonder how that's gonna work. And to so I race and I feel like it has been somewhat tainted with the Bubba Wallace situation. I don't think we addressed it because we were in our bye week of the podcast, but as everyone knows, if you're a NASCAR fan. Bubba lost a sponsor the week prior to Kyle Larson losing his job. <laughs> that was a joke. I don't think anybody got it. But yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so it's almost like, to be quite honest, you're like, shoot, you thought iRacing was the best thing since sliced bread, and now y'all looking at it like, wait, you don't know what's going to happen. You could lose your stuff yeah. messing around with iRacing. But, yeah, so I just kind of wanted to know, because it's going to be interesting to see if we're still iRacing by that time if it actually switches over, if NBC wants to pick it up. Because if you guys remember, in July was supposed to be the Olympics. And of course, NBC always covers the Olympics. But I guess it would be on NBC Sports. So it should be interesting to see what happens. So on that note, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about? We didn't talk about our weekends, (laughs) but I feel like at this point, it's no longer a weekend. It's like a decade because you just stuck in the house. (laughs) Every day. Every day is Friday. Every day. (laughs) Every day is Friday. It is. Every day is Friday. So I don't know. Does anyone want to add anything? Are we done for another two weeks? I don't know. I will add add this. I think one of the things that in case any of our listeners don't know, if you don't follow me on on uh, social media, by all means, I I encourage you to because I give off a lot of positive and a lot of positive energy on my social media, especially on Instagram. If you follow me, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do so at it's Renee Garcia I T S R E N E G A R C I A. And one of the the great things I like to do is I like to tell you happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, and it is a way for you to <laughs> it is a way for you to keep track. To keep track of what day it is because there are Tam and Kenny, there are a lot of friends of mine who have lost their jobs and, and I feel so horribly bad for them. And they're sitting at home and they literally have nothing to do and they're doing puzzles, they're playing video games, they're staying up till whatever time of the morning and in the middle of the night, they go to sleep, they wake up, they take another nap and they have literally lost track of what day it is. But if you follow me on social media, I will tell you exactly what day it is of the week it is and what day of the month if you at some point. Uh, but uh, that's one of the things I, I really love to do. And also, I want to give a shout out to all of my people in the uh, medical field, uh, and all my healthcare workers, whether you're an x-ray tech like me or a nurse or a doctor. I don't care if you're housekeeping or a transporter in the hospital, but anybody who has anything to do with healthcare, thank you very much from me to you because there's so many people that have given me the same love and I want to give that love right back to my people in healthcare. Thank you so much for putting yourself on the line as much as I do. And hopefully we can resolve all this together, Kenny and Tam, and we can all just get back to, I don't even know if normal is the word to use. I don't even know if we're all going to know what normal is anymore. We're never going to get back to normal. And I want to, since we're giving ourselves shout outs, So yeah, make sure you guys check out Renee on Instagram, especially if you're all about keeping it sexy because Renee typically signs off his Instagram stories with keep it sexy. (laughs) That's right. You got to stay sexy. (laughs) So yeah. Um, So I'm going to give myself a shout out as well. Make sure you guys get with me on the Twitter or the Instagram. My user is at I am sincerely Tam. Very much like Renee, but a little different. I hit you with a positive, motivational, quick bite, short bite, however you want to call it, note every day, sometimes twice a day. And I also have a new podcast that is coming. So I will be posting about my podcast 
on my personal accounts. And when we come back on to talk NASCAR, I'll have that information for you guys. And Kenny just kind of sits there while we do all our shout outs. But yeah, make sure you guys get with Kenny. Kenny is a historian of NASCAR. And although Renee and I keep up with NASCAR, Kenny keeps up with NASCAR. So he knows all the breaking news at every moment. So, oh, and Kenny, you can follow Kenny at Front Row Kenny on the Twitter. His Instagram is private because he don't want you guys to know what he's doing. So, yeah, you can only get with him on Twitter. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Especially now that he got a girlfriend. You don't want to know what's going on. Have you have you and your girlfriend seen each other? Yeah, remember he said they saw each other two weeks ago and I was on him about not social distancing. Yeah, Tam was on my head. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. She's doing Alrighty, good, though. Well, yeah, She's we got to get off good. this podcast. Renee has a fiesta to attend. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, you guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. And for Tam, for Kenny, and myself, all we ask is that you continue to stay positive. We continue to stay safe, stay smart, wash your hands, keep social distancing to a maximum and a minimum, take care of yourselves. And most importantly, like Tam says, you got to keep it sexy. And we'll see you again on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks. Stay the hell home. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all heard what she said. We'll see y'all later. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for tuning in. 